Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360, the podcast solving today's most pressing issues in the AI arthritis community. We invite you all to the table, where together we face the daily challenges of autoimmune and autoinflammatory arthritis. Every Sunday, join our fellow patient co-hosts as they lead discussions in the patient community, as well as consult with stakeholders worldwide to solve the problems that matter most. Whether you are a loved one, a professional working in the field, or a person diagnosed with an AI arthritis disease, this podcast is for you. So pull up a chair and take a seat at the table. Welcome to AI Arthritis Voices 360. This is the official talk show for the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis, or AI Arthritis for short. My name is Tiffany Westrich Robertson. I am the CEO of the organization, and I will be your host on today's episode. And we're going to talk about research today, specifically posters or abstracts, and what those are, or essentially summaries of research that has been conducted, in our case, in the rheumatology community, that are often presented at scientific conventions. And we've been looking at a lot of those lately because we have been attending the European League Against Rheumatism Scientific Convention that went online due to COVID-19. We were supposed to be in Frankfurt, Germany this June for that, but they have opened up all the sessions. So we're attending flare-free and attending a lot of sessions and bringing that information to our community worldwide and the way that patients can get involved with the research that we're doing and literally go with us to ULAR. And all of the information about going with us to ULAR can be found at our website at arthritis.org. Or if you go to our new site, arthritisvoices.org, that's where we're actually hosting the private online reviews that we're doing. And those are going to be including looking at the posters of the abstracts that show all of the latest research that's been happening in our community. Now, when you go to a scientific convention, if you've been, you walk in this room and there are literally thousands of these like enormous posters in rows and the, the rows are labeled and, and you sort of do your due diligence before you go in. You find the posters, the abstracts that are most relevant for whichever stakeholder you are. So if you're a rheumatologist or a researcher or a healthcare provider, no different from us as a nonprofit and also from a patient perspective. So we have two stakeholder roles there. We look for what we believe is most relevant. First of all, to help disseminate the information to patients, things that we believe that our global community of people living with AI arthritis diseases will care about. But then also the dual objective is what research is happening that we can then incorporate back into our mission to help others like us living with AI arthritis diseases have a voice alongside these other stakeholders that are conducting the research as equals so that we can improve education advocacy and our own internal research and research globally in the rheumatology community. So I've decided to give an example of how we're doing this and how our organization is helping disseminate the information we're learning at ULAR to other people living with our diseases, but also to include them 
in a conversation. So it's a little bit different than normal dissemination. And, and what I mean by dissemination is scientific posters or research that that's published in our community or, or really any, it is fairly advanced in verbiage and can be difficult for patients to follow in some circumstances. So what happens in any type of publication, whether that be posters, abstracts, usually larger articles or summaries, lay summaries are created. And that means that there are patients that'll come and revise the wording so that it is more relatable and understandable by the patient community. So this is sort of like that, but to a different degree. So let's talk really quick here about our objectives of doing this. So first of all, helping patients learn about existing research. They're Literally, as I said, thousands of posters twice a year. We go to ULAR and we go to the American College of Rheumatology, which is the other major rheumatology convention that happens annually. Both times, you're going to see these thousands of posters. That just tells you how much research is happening in our community. And sometimes these posters are the first, the first time the research group has published anything about their project. Sometimes it's continued research. That's been happening for years and years. And research, by the way, does typically take years and years. So they could be progression or a summary of one project. So we want to make sure that with all of this research happening, that the research that's being conducted to essentially help, which would be those affected by rheumatic conditions, are aware of what's being done. Because I tell you, too often we hear patients say, you know, I wish wish we had more research into, let's just say fatigue, for example, or I wish they had we had more research into my disease. This is a big one, and it's actually going to be relevant to the one I'm going to review here on this poster. I hear this one a lot. Rheumatoid arthritis, they get all of the research. We need more research into fill in the blank. Well, let me first explain to patients who are who are out there. One of the reasons that rheumatoid arthritis is chosen more often is because it is one of the easier of the rheumatic diseases to study. This is for a couple of reasons. There are predominantly a lot of people that are diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in lieu of maybe some of the other diagnoses. But the elements that are being studied about RA can typically be stratified or relatable, if you will, to other disease groups that are similar in the autoimmune or autoinflammatory, in some cases, types of diseases. So that research becomes applicable and buildable. So I know a lot of the research projects that I've personally been involved in also started with rheumatoid arthritis. And then as the research progresses and they have the data necessary in the beginning, then it can expand and be applicable to other similar conditions. But basically, we want to help patients learn about all of this existing research that's happening. But the way we are disseminating it, we also envision reviewing these posters and abstracts with our peers so that they can then ask questions because Writing lay summaries of research is wonderful and necessary, but then the patient can be sitting there left with an awful lot of questions. And we want to provide that platform for the patients to then come back and ask 
those questions. And as people running our organization who have been those research liaisons and actively on several research projects and like to help connect researchers to patients interested in having a voice in research, we are versed enough to be able to handle some of those questions. So we serve sort of as that bridge, I suppose, between the research groups and the global patient population. We also then as an organization could potentially reach out to those research groups and ask more questions. So I think it's a really unique opportunity not only to have patients improve their knowledge of research, but be able to join continued conversations, ask additional questions, and potentially connect with the actual researchers that are conducting these studies. Another element that I just thought of that could be really interesting with that as well is after reviewing, it's possible that we could then let researcher groups know what patients are saying. Wow, this is amazing. This is what I'd like next. Because, hey, we just said those research projects go on for years and years. And why not get a little bit of input on what's happening? So the way this process works, the way that we do it at our organization And let me preface this by saying this is a pilot project. We do a lot of firsts at our organization. We're not afraid to to test the waters, see what works, what doesn't work, and this is no different. So inside of our new AI Arthritis Voices platform, we are inviting people living with our diseases and parents of juveniles to go with us to ULAR. And Doing that, we've been reviewing several sessions. Well, now it's time to get to the posters and the abstracts. And the way that we're going to be asking people in the community who are going to ULAR with us is to look at the thousands of posters. (laughs) And and it's, it's fairly easy. They've done a really good job of categorizing them into different subjects. From those, select some of the top titles or subject matter of interest. And then we will pick some of those to review as a group. So I went ahead and led by example, I went into the ULAR e-Congress, I went to the posters, and under the subcategory of education, I thought, well, that one looks interesting. Now, I do have to say that was about the fourth one that I went into, but I did find one that caught my eye here. So the poster that I have decided to select to give an example of how this review process works within our organization and how patients can get more involved and Researchers can get more involved with patients because this is a this is a two-way street here. So we're not just doing this to help patients. Like I said, we're also the end goal is to disseminate our reviews and information and takeaways back to other relevant stakeholder parties. So the one that I picked was called Evolving the Management of RA or, or Rheumatoid Arthritis. It is a program to create educational tools to support daily practice in in rheumatology. So this is for the healthcare professional, for the rheumatologist. So you might be thinking, well, why in the heck did you choose that one? You just said you were disseminating research to patients, things that patients care about. Well, this is something that patients care about because we care how our rheumatologists are learning educational tools. And this poster specifically said that the goal is to create a program. Now, this is in Europe, but again, very similarly to what I said about rheumatoid arthritis. If it's applicable in Europe, highly likely many of these educational tools for rheumatologists will be applicable other places. So in this case, 
They're trying to provide practical educational tools to address unmet needs in the management of RA. And again, I'm just going to say rheumatic diseases because I think this is fairly applicable across the board. And my first question was, well, who told the doctors what the unmet needs were from a patient point of view? But then again, may not matter because this is this is unmet needs of the management of RA from a healthcare perspective. So still interested because I want to know what do healthcare professionals think are unmet needs? Are those similar to the unmet needs in educational materials that patients think? So really piques my interest on this one. Now, if we're reviewing this with the patients who are going with us to ULAR, we would pull up the poster and we would walk through it, similarly to what I'm doing right now. And we would ask them to read it first, and then we would start a discussion about the topic, about the subject matter, the objectives, and the findings. First, I want to do start, though, with the background. So this is a project that has been going on. I did a little bit of research since 2017, and it is led by an independent multidisciplinary steering committee. It has 17 members in 12 countries throughout Europe. I did look on the steering committee. I saw two people with the prefix Mr. and not doctor or professor. So I am guessing those may be patient stakeholders, but I'm not sure. And they give us an idea of what the priorities were previously. So the unmet needs were increasing early recognition of RA and treatment initiation. I would say that's probably, that's really both. That's that's a shared unmet need, but I can see where that would be something reported by a rheumatologist. Treating RA to target, which would be the treat to target early intervention that's been happening in our community for about the last decade. An optimal holistic approach to treatment So maybe something outside of the medical treatment or the pharmaceutical treatment and including shared decision-making, which we have been seeing hot topic, not just in ULAR, but in general, we at an organization have projects on this as well uh, with shared decision-making that we are working on because we believe that it is so important for the doctor and, and patient to be able to increase their communication for better outcomes. And then also the improving the management of comorbidities. So I'm looking at this and thinking, okay, I know I'm supposed to look at this poster, but now my interest is extremely peaked because all of these things are things that as an organization we care tremendously about. Early detection in our top reasons why we even formed as an organization. Treat to target, shared decision-making, improving the management of comorbidities, all of this, every single thing that they mentioned here. So now I'm, I'm intrigued. Now, this particular poster was focusing on the non-pharmacologic management, and that was identified as the latest area of unmet need. And I thought that was very appealing because we also know as people living with these diseases, patients have been saying for the last several years, we know that while Western medicine and biologics and disease-modifying agents definitely can help prevent progression of our diseases, it's not a one-size-fits-all, not only in the way that the treatments work per individual, but just there's no magic pill. So just taking that one injection or infusion or pill or (laughs) pill (laughs) or whatever it is, there's more. Our lives revolve around so many different facets, work, home, our mental health. I mean, there's a lot of psychological issues that accommodate 
diseases that impact every facet of your life. So that has been a, a major trend in the patient community. I thought, wow, right on target with that. And they also wanted to have this online tool for healthcare professionals free of charge that would be available online. So in this particular poster, they reviewed some non-pharmacologic interventions. They were essentially for interventions of occupational therapy and the use of orthotics and wanted to know more evidence in positive effects when patients with RA use these non-pharmacologic interventions. And essentially, they found that the occupational therapy was much more successful in function, especially when it came to interventions such as in the workplace, more evidence needed for orthotics. And I thought, okay, well, I got real, real excited about this one. And then I kind of went, wah, wah. And it's not because of the intent. I'm extremely intrigued with the intent, but just the two that they had focused on I'm not sure that those would have been the highest priority for non-pharmacologic intervention for patients, but I'm very interested in knowing more about what they have done because it's said that this is progressive and what they plan to do, again, because it's progressive. And I do see in the list of physical activity, exercise, nutrition, and diet, all of those high on the non-pharmacologic intervention for patients, especially if that's recommended by rheumatologists. Too often patients say, well, my doctor only cares about the treat to target. My doctor only cares about giving me the medication. And I think that this is such a noble effort to move towards that holistic approach. But what really caught my eye (laughs) about this poster is, remember, a poster or an abstract is literally a summary of something. So the summary in this case is talking about the project. They introduced this evolving the management of RA or ERA. I don't know if they say it together, but it's those are the that's the acronym. Would have never known about this if it wasn't for going to ULARC. It wasn't for reviewing all of the wonderful abstracts and posters and research that's been going on. Never knew this research was happening. We are an international organization, even though I am headquartered in the United States. Programs that are happening in Europe are very relevant to our community because we do interact with the global patient population. So this is a great example of, hey, are you a patient? Did you know this type of research was going on? Let me tell you, first of all, why it's relevant as an organization. Early detection, early management, and all disease management along the continuum of treatment is important to us as an organization. We want to help patients choose the best option for their disease journey so they can improve their own outcomes. First and foremost, it meets the mission of our organization. Second, we know that patients want non-pharmacological management. And the fact that this is being addressed in educational materials to help rheumatologists, ding, 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 fantastic. That goes right in sync with a project. Again, another pilot, but it's a series in this AI Arthritis Voices 360 talk show called Roomy Rounds. And in Roomy Rounds, we have patients and rheumatology professionals come to the table as equals to have conversations about issues that, if addressed, would improve the outcomes in the rheumatology community and highlighting specifically communication gaps between the patient and the rheumatologist. This falls right in line, so I can see this becoming an episode of Roomy Rounds. As we go to ULAR, we're going to ask the patients to sit with us and review this and give their input on 
the non-pharmacologic interventions and what they would like to see as this group expands because they said this is the first time since 2007 when they started that they have focused on the non-pharmacologic management aspect. So in saying that, they gave a website and I went to the website because I was interested in, wow, what have they done before? I'm not going to review all of that because the point of this was talking about the importance of looking at all of these posters and abstracts that we see at these conferences because it's impossible to have a session. It's impossible to have an hour-long <laughs> webinar or presentation on every aspect of research that's happening. This is the perfect way for us to have a glimpse into what's happening globally. Again, thousands. So this is, again, one example of how our organization is going to be scanning these and helping other patients scan as well. What is important to you? What do you want to learn more about? Let's talk about it. Read it. Do you have questions for us? Do you have questions for the research team? From there, we can continue the conversation and maybe even give some wonderful feedback to groups who work so hard to improve the lives of the people living with these diseases. But first, just a little sneak peek here too. I said, I went to the website and I really liked what I saw, but it was funny because I am a patient and ask you right when you show up, are you a patient or are you a healthcare practitioner? And I said, patient, I said, sorry, you can't come in. And I went, what? So I said, all right, back. And then I hit doctor and I got right in. So I could see everything and I understand, you know, with funding and everything, you have to make sure that you'd just say, hey, we asked if you were <laughs> who you were, but I was able to access a lot of this. And I have to say, I was really impressed with the work that they have been doing. And I didn't have enough time to go through it because there's a lot of information. I did, however, click on one that I'm going to do a follow-up show on, which had a nurse who is also a person living with our diseases talking to a rheumatologist about shared decision-making. It wasn't necessarily about non-pharmacologic, so it wasn't relevant to this poster, but it was relevant to the overall project. So that's why I'm not going to break out and talk more about some of the other things that I found on this website. But it is a good example of how this one poster, <laughs> this one abstract that we had no idea was even happening, the research was even happening, brought us to a website where there are now other resources. And again, we understand this is not developed for patients, this is the site. So we're not, that's why I'm not sharing the website. But as an organization that works with rheumatologists to improve communication, this is something that we need to understand. What are the rheumatologists learning? <laughs> because we, it's important for us to know what rheumatologists are being taught. Because if the whole philosophy of the roomy rounds is if rheumatologists talk to rheumatologists and patients talk to patients, there's always going to be that unmet need. There's always going to be the missing gap. So in order to fully solve the problems and bridge those gaps, we need to understand what doctors are being educated with what materials, just the same as it's important that researchers know how patients are being educated, including how we're doing that within our own organization. So Please, if you are a person living with these diseases or a parent of a juvenile, I am inviting you personally, come with me, come with the rest of our team, join patients from around the world to review posters like this and other sessions, learn what all of the latest research is and give your feedback and ask your questions. We're here for you. It's a resource we provide as an organization. 
You can sign up at AIarthritis.org or you can go right to AIarthritisVoices.org and hit join. And once you are approved to join that site, we can zap you into the ULAR private group because that's where it lives. Also, if you're a rheumatologist, researcher, rheumatology professional, and you're interested in the work that we do, including this type of go to ULAR or our roomy rounds, please email me personally, tiffany at aiarthritis.org. I would love to talk to you about opportunities to collaborate and work together. For everyone else, you can find this and all of our episodes at aiarthritis.org backslash podcast or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a rating. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Five stars. Yes. <laughs> and last but not least, we cannot continue the work that we do as an organization, which includes this talk show, programs like Go With Us to ULAR without your support. So please go to AIarthritis.org and click the donate button at the top. Give us a high five or a high 10. <laughs> Every little bit matters. Show that you support what we do as an organization so we can continue helping the 450 million people around the world living with these diseases. That's it. I am asking you one more time. Come to with us to ULAR. We'll be doing this through September of 2020. Your voice matters. We need all people to pull up a seat because only together can we change the stories of tomorrow. And in this case, that's by understanding what research is happening and how our voices can impact how it progresses moving forward. AI Arthritis Voices 360 is produced by the International Foundation for Autoimmune and Autoinflammatory Arthritis. Find us on the web at www.aiarthritis.org. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and stay up to date on all the latest AI arthritis news and events. 